Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello, Austin, Texas. You're listening to The Home Team with Troy, Wyatt, and Colton, where we bring money and sports together for your education and entertainment. If you have any questions about anything you hear today, please reach out to me at loansfromtroy.com. You can also call me at 855-299-HOME. Definitely stop by our Facebook page. Oh, excuse me. I said that totally wrong. Why? Stop by the Facebook page. It's the Facebook. The Facebook. Yeah, yes. That, right? The Home Team 512 yeah. and give us a well, like and a comment. www. Uh, the Facebook. The Facebook. Sad today. You know, we do not have Colton. It is, uh, you know, he's young and he's out with his girlfriend on the weekend. You are full of it. He, is he? He's, he's, yes, he better not he's be. He's on a Valentine weekend. Oh, is he? Okay, I get it. You, you I get it. Love yeah, one time. No, I get it, right? Yeah, yes. Back when love meant something. Yeah. You know, I'm not old and bitter now. Right. You know, it's funny. We talk about love. I mean, we've got the, the Cowboys and the Cowboy uh, fans. They uh, love the Cowboys. Um, always. But they do not love Dak right now. Dak is a, a supposedly, allegedly, whatever you want to call it, has turned down 30 Three million dollars. That'd be one of the highest paid quarterbacks. Yes, but I think um, Wentz is okay. like thirty four or thirty five million. So that's kind of so, what he wants. So he's shooting for forty million. Yes, but Wentz has actually been in the postseason and won a game or two. Um, where uh, <laughs> yeah, you know right. Dak has not. Yeah, but Dak has uh, a running back that got this uh, crazy amount of money ahead of him. So I'm sure his. Agents saying, hey, we can push these guys. They're against the ropes right now. You know. Uh, Is that appropriate? I don't think so. I don't think it's appropriate at all. We have one team to look at over the last 10 years. And who is that? I don't like them. It's the New England Patriots. New Patriots. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you talking about winning? Yeah. yeah. They have one team to look at over the last 10 years, right? Plain and simple. This is the cap, the cap era. It's the hardest part is keeping debt. He has a quarterback that is a systems friendly. And when I say that is that he is one of the lowest paid quarterbacks in the league because he decided and to. he decided he wanted to win you know i go back to that movie uh back in the 80s with kurt douglas where it's like you know how many yachts is enough yachts to to ski behind well the thing the thing also tom brady gets is that most sports athletes that are very wealthy that have have a lot of wealth michael jordan tiger woods don't make it from the sport they play in they make it from advertising and Adver- advertising yeah. so shoe deals but you get advertising deals when you win so they're actually brilliant Absolutely, and they're making a lot of money right. doing it. I mean, on the outside, Michael that's, that's where you make your money. Michael Jordan hadn't played basketball in how many years, and he's right. still making what forty million dollars a year off mm-hmm. of endorsements. Yes, he was well paid, but he wasn't one of the highest paid right. players in the NBA when he was in the NBA. But going back to Tom Brady, brilliant. Yes, that's brilliant is saying, okay, you know what? I-, I want a winning record so I can sell my jerseys and make more money. That's what he's done. Yeah, Dak is doing the opposite. He has, and he's turned that down. And in my opinion he's asking for money that he's not worth. I mean, he had wow. the opportunity this year. But it's a tough one. I mean, you know, you have this this running back, I think, who got paid way too much. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a running back should make that much. I mean, a quarterback, 
generally is a more important uh, skilled position mm-hmm. and should probably be paid more than a running back. That, that There's an argument there. Oh, he's he would be paid twice as much as a running back. Right. So, uh, uh, so he'd, get, he'd get more. Well, I, I mean, how much did... did uh, uh, 105 over six years, okay. seven years. Okay. So he's like, you know, 15-ish million okay. or 10-ish plus bonus. Okay, I thought stuff. it was more than that. Yeah, I apologize. No, so so, so uh, Dak's getting, th- you know, looking at passed up 30 plus million. You got to think, though, in the last 10 years or so... Go back and look at all the quarterbacks that have won the Super Bowl. Okay, Mahomes just now, rookie contract. Tom Brady, one of the lowest paid quarterbacks in the league. We had uh, Russell Wilson, rookie quarterback contract. Ben Roethlisberger was on a rookie contract when he won it. That's uh, a funny. Oh, uh, Nick Foles and and Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. You know, Nick Foles a bounce around. Carson Wentz, rookie quarterback. And most of the time, those people get lucky with that quarterback. Nick right? Foles was about to hang it up. Yeah. Like that right. was the thing. He went to Burning That's Man. Right. That's, didn't, that's yeah, right. He went to Burning Man and came out of that and was like, I want to play football. I'm going to play yeah. football. Yeah. Yeah. The quarterback position is important, but it's also one of the things that can cripple your organization. Money-wise. Money-wise. Because you got to think, they're spending, what, $23 million on Tom? That gives them set th- 10 to $17 million to spend on quality players. So what's okay. Wide receivers, running backs, left tackles. So Michael Irving has confirmed uh that he has heard right uh this sounds like you know the third person yeah. type thing but there's rumors that uh, they might be going after Tom Brady for the Cowboys. Yes, that would be really nice. Now, you know, we have already we, What does that happen what what happens to Dak? Oh, he's he gets gone. traded. Well, they can't trade him cuz he's on his last year. It's going to be really hard to trade he's a him. He, yeah. So it's it's going to be really hard to <laughs> trade him. They're going to have to sign him and trade him is what I think and I don't see that happening. It's it's one of those things I would I think that would be great. You bring Tom in on a two year contract, you draft, you get you a good quarterback, and then you put let that one sit behind Tom for two years and then he takes over. Boom. That I, would be the most amazing thing that could ever happen to the Cowboys. But it won't. You know why? Because Jerry will spend forty million dollars on Dak and ruin an the team for the yeah. next ten years. You're right. Zeke well, Elliott is a great running back, but yeah. behind that line, anybody can be a good running back. That rookie had a better year than Zeke, but of course Zeke it's just because well I held out. Well, you know. Yeah. Well he he started off his his owner career pretty brilliantly uh with the Herschel Walker yeah. thing, right? That's what gave them the Super Bowl mm-hmm. uh uh recruiting mm-hmm. from Troy Aikman. He gave him everybody. He, 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 else. he had all those trades yes. from trading off Herschel Walker. Gosh, I can't Why even can't think he of- stay like that? Can't even think of the defensive lineman name. Um, it was the one of the few uh, Hispanic last names in the NFL that came from that uh, Minnesota trade back in yeah. the '90s. Oh, I can still it's, see it's a stellar. Uh, yeah. yeah, but anyway, long story short, yeah, Brady comes over. Um, I, I think that Dak needs to be careful with that because that could be a possibility. I hope that's a possibility. I'll uh, go to yeah. that game. Yeah, would yeah. you not? Oh, I would love to see that. You know, bring Brady in. You know, I'm buying that jersey. You got a Brady, a Brady Cowboys yeah, jersey? Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> How many I'm quarterbacks in. are coming out this year in college that are really good quarterbacks? I mean, you've got Tua coming out this year. There's several quarterbacks. Some in, some, some gonna, kid from uh, Louisiana from LSU. Yeah, Burrow. Yeah, I mean, there's like he did pretty good this there's year. Five quarterbacks that have that potential franchise quarterback look to them in college right now that mm-hmm. are coming out. I think Burrow. Bear or Hubert or Herbert. I always get his name wrong. Even you know my wife's an A Bear, right. so obviously A Bear, but it's Herbert out of Oregon. Uh, you know, so there's there's like I'm saying, there's several quarterbacks. But the this crazy year. thing is, it's always the quarterback you're not expecting, right? You just said that earlier. Mm-hmm. All these quarterbacks who've won the Super Bowl are all ones that were not expected. Some of them were Brady was what. Um, sixth, sixth, sixth right round, and here he is the yeah. goat, right? Yeah, you know, you never uh, know. Yeah, and, and you know, in the new era, you don't know. 
You right. don't know. You don't know who they are because it's it's also about scheme. I mean, look at right. Lamar Jackson. Offensive coordinator, I mean, yeah. Everybody yeah. knew his talent, but nobody wanted to draft him. So, I mean, that's a prime example of skill set, getting the right coach and all that sort of stuff. Vince Young had an opportunity, but he went to the wrong coach. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, well, he, one, of, one of Vince's mentors was McNair. Yeah. You know, and that influenced him a lot. Yeah. And so yeah. I actually sat in one of the games with McNair. Yeah, no, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, nice. in, yeah. The, in the booth. We sat up at one of the games, and we had talked about Vince a little bit, but uh, it was a cool conversation. But awesome. I didn't know they were that entwined. Awesome. Yeah. We hope you've uh, at least decided you're upset with the Cowboys after this uh, little segment here, and uh, you've been listening to the home team with Troy and Wyatt today. If you have any questions about anything you hear today, please reach out to us at loansfromtroy.com. You can also give me a call at 855-299-HOME and definitely stop by the Facebook at the home team 512. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talk 1370. Hello, Austin, Texas. You're listening to The Home Team with Troy and Wyatt, where we bring sports and money together for your education and entertainment. If you have any questions about anything you hear from us today, please reach out to me at loansfromtroy.com. Or give me a call at 855-299-HOME. And as always, this segment is brought to you by Security National Mortgage, where we turn houses into homes by financing the American dream. And White definitely wants you to know that you need to reach out to him at the Facebook. The Facebook. Not Facebook. The Facebook. The Facebook. Yeah, the Home Team 512. It's all about real estate. And, you know, today with us is Dave with Snowburger Realty Group. That's me. He's been uh, a a bar owner, uh, downtown fixture at one time, restaurants, bars. Yeah. Real estate. Grew up in that area. Ranch. You do a lot of stuff. And so now you're in real estate. Yeah. You you know everyone in Austin, Georgetown area, Williamson County. What's the market like right now? Market is doesn't change much here right now. It's it's on fire. So I mean, it just kind of <laughs> no, it's no that same thing. We're still on fire. Yeah, we're still on fire. Uh, I mean, it's just okay. It's changed. It's getting better. Yeah. It's you getting know, better. How do you make uh, great? Yeah. You know, yeah. Even better. It's just well, just even greater. That, bring it up then, though. But great and better isn't our inventory kind of down right now? Is that better? Inventory is that... down, of course. And I mean, it's it's early in the year. We've got a lot of people in our pipeline. Personally speaking, for for my group, Snowbreaker Realty Group, we have a lot of people in our pipeline that are already positioning themselves to sell for top dollar in Austin. Uh, in the Austin kind of Williams County area, Travis County. And then we have uh, a slew of buyers that are looking from 
everything from two hundred thousand dollar homes, which is really hard to find that kind of inventory, <laughs> up to four and a half million. Two hundred thousand dollar home. Two hundred thousand dollar homes. They actually exist. What? They actually exist. You just have to be. That's like a free buffet. It's really like, good. It never happens right? at locating right? that. And really kind of leverage relationships. Uh, to 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 find that inventory maybe before it even hits the right. market. So that that's one you have to be pre qualified, oh, right? Yeah. So well, you yeah you, you need, need to be, call, you need to call your you need you're right you need to call Troy and and get pre qualified because if you're going to a house and if you're just kicking the tires and you like one. Tough luck. Hey, hey, if you're looking if you're for a $200,000 house in this market, what right. you need to do is you need to come to me. Mm-hmm. I need to send you through underwriting. I need to get it completely done. And then we put it like a 15-day close Yeah, where all we're waiting on is appraisal and title. So what's that called if it's more than pre-qualification? Uh, that is pre-approved. Pre-qualified means somebody like myself has pulled your credit and said you're credit qualified. So we used to call it credit qualified. It's like getting a letter in the mail that says you're pre-qualified for a credit yes, card. Yes, yes. And then so, you call them and they say, yeah. uh, and then nope. You, and then you apply and they're like, <laughs> hey, sorry, I don't know how you got that. Sorry about that. Right. Uh, In fact, the cops are on their way over. Right. Now, now pre-approval and by the terminology set forth by the state of Texas means that you have been through underwriting and an underwriter has reviewed your income, your assets, and your credit and has determined that you have the ability to buy this home. That's a common thing that... Uh, that, that that you can bring to the table and other realtors do know that, hey, yeah. he's not pre-qualified. He's pre-approved. Yes. We need to take him. Right. Out. And as the realtor at the table, like we, we prefer that when we're listing homes and someone does give us an offer, we actually prefer them to be pre-qualified, but we really would like them pre-approved. So if you're, if you're you on know? the listing side and you had uh-huh. a pre-qualified um, uh, buyer that put an offer in and a pre-approved – were you more apt? Just to- depends on really the terms of the contract. It's really not up to me. I just I just oh, guide the client, right? Sure. But I'll lay down the offers in front of them. If it's a multiple offer situation, I'll lay them down. And typically I do a spreadsheet as well, which I'll, I'll prepare that and sit it down and say, hey, look, these are the pros and cons of both. What is the smartest thing to do here? This person right here is pre-approved, ready to go, 17-day closing. That's pretty awesome. Or we've got the pre-qualified guy that more than likely still has to bu- jump through a bunch of hoops, get right. paperwork over, and do all the things. Happen. Yeah, and it, and it might not be a solid as solid as this. I realize that there's two thousand dollars difference. This, this difference guy's coming to that lower, right? But this is just more solid of an offer. And in 17 days, you get your money and get to move on, right? right? And in right. 17 days, you don't have to make another house payment, which is what twenty five hundred dollars a month. That's a lot. right. So you get to keep that in your pocket. So that's kind of like that. that makes you sense. Know? So that, that's more money in your net. That brings up another question in this market, right? What's the what's the inventory at right now? The Travis County inventory is at the lowest I've seen it. It is one point four months. Well, so that means that. Right now, it is a seller's market. So um, the sellers are getting what they want, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they can ask for what they want, and you're having multiple offer scenarios. And a lot of times, people are coming in, and they're paying more than what the house is appraised for. Right. What do you do in that scenario? If they have the cash, I would recommend that they do it if they're going to stay put for a while. Because Austin's home's value climbs so much every year. Right. You know, what is it, 4 to 6% somewhere 6. in there? 6.63% last right. year. Right. Okay, so we'll go up and say 5 to 7% okay. is what you're going to get out of value, right? So if you go over the house, if it's a, a you, know, you can look at $400,000 house and you decide to do – uh, you know, 2% over, that's $8,000 more, right? More than likely, you'll make that back in the first year. And if anything had to happen, any catastro- anything catastrophic had to happen and you sell the home, you're not going to be on the losing end of that after about a year right. to two years, right? right. So now, the, now, I don't know, I was only 10 years old in 83, however, but I know that the Austin market, because I studied it, has not taken a lick, you know, a, a really bad downturn since 83. Right. People might disagree with that, you know, uh, but there's not a lot of people here like Detroit, 
that were underwater and are still underwater after the recession coming out of. Sure. Uh, you know, you guys might be able to speak more intelligently about that than me. However, ne- what I know this market <laughs> is that... Never lived in Detroit. Right. Have you heard, have well, you heard us before? <laughs> Any other, you know, I don't know the markets you study. But, yeah, right. Okay, you know, so. fair enough. But, uh, you know, just, just looking at it, it, it's, it seems to be that, yes, if that's the home you want, you can't see yourself living without it. Then we it. might make that recommendation. Now, right? now, I do know that, just so you know, on the title side, because that's what I do, uh, concierge title, we can't guarantee that over appraised value. So you mm-hmm. have to come with that extra money to the table and pay that. Right. So right. the appraised value you can get a loan on, okay. but, but if it's over Correct. the appraised value, do you have to actually pay that in cash. Come out of cash. Right. Pop. So and an example is, let's let's say it's $100,000 was the sales price, and you're doing a 95% loan. And it appraised for ninety five thousand. You would have to put five thousand dollars down. Then you would have to put five percent of ninety five thousand. The rules in the mortgage industry are very simple, but very confusing for some reason. It's that it is the sales contract or the appraisal, whichever is lower. That makes so, sense. Okay. So you know, a lot of times, you know, sometimes like, hey, it appraised for more. Can I do that? no? We, mm-hmm. You know, it's based off the sales price. Well, but, you know, it's, it's whichever. We take them both, and sure. then we take the lowest common one. Right. Now, I'm in multiple, multiple offer situations right now. And so we, we have this. To <laughs> Say where that again. We're in multiple, <laughs> multiple, multiple offers. <laughs> and so I have, I have, I have multiple <laughs> listings throughout right. Austin right. that right. Are, are very hot properties, and that they're bringing, you know, uh, uh, multiple offers in. So right now, right before I walked in here to meet you fellas, was I was negotiating one in the car, and it was like I was letting someone down because I know that uh, agent mm-hmm. overnight, one came in with a huge cash difference and i'm just kind of like oh this is a bummer because they had a solid offer and everything else however these days it's typically all about what yeah. the money the money, money. Yeah. yeah so well I, i've seen some people they'll take pictures with their preacher and uh give a little backstory about the family no and, and those letters work and i pass those letters do, on all the time to our sellers and i know exactly what that buyer's agent is trying to do it's pull at the heartstrings and hopefully put themselves at an advantage and that's a smart play it, it really that happens is. a lot right? yeah it, it really is really i is. mean we, we've gone with somebody before that offered quite a difference less however but they had it was kids. the only school district correct it was the only school district that actually had the band that played this type of instrument that this girl was in mastery of, well, in the pursuit of mastery. Well played, of, right? buyer. Well played, buyer. Right? right. Kid, well maybe played didn't, by the agent. maybe didn't even play an instrument, but well played. Oh, so I, well played. Yeah, I, I, no, I actually made her play it for me. No, did you really? play it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Prove it. We're gonna sell it to you, but you better play that oboe like you've never played it before. Right. Hey, she's right. just starting, so yeah, right. you know, right, right, right. Yeah. The pursuit of mastery is gonna be very long. <laughs> I can tell. But yeah. this market, and that's something like I said, one point four days. The sellers control everything. That to me is an unhealthy market because mm-hmm. the sellers control everything. But when you're the buyer. How important it is to go to a trusted lender mm-hmm. in the Austin market because there's about 15 or 20 of us that have been here a long time, done business the right way for a long time. And that we're, you know, when we're compared against, uh, I'm not going to name anybody, we're compared against, you know, ABC Bank. You're like, hey, I, I, like, I've, I know this guy. I've never heard of this bank. Do, do y'all have that conversations with them? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. You know, and, and, and especially I'm going to go ahead and throw into the bus, uh, like out of town 
lenders. Yes. yes. You know, the big box lenders, the yes. Quickens and, yeah. the, you know, the, the – You, you kind of like know. take that approval and are like, eh, Well, we see it. Quicken. We're just kind of like this This could be a problem. And right. then even even on the buyer's end, the, the sellers might look at this. The seller's agents are going to be well aware that you're working with a lender in California. Sorry, I'm sure all lenders out there are really great. However, they're two hours behind us. Sure. Right? They, it's a different culture maybe in California because sure. I've seen nothing rules. but – Yeah, different like nice relaxed folks that we're trying to get on and get things closed and they're just taking their time or, hey, I'm calling from the golf course. And it's just like, must be nice. <laughs> We're trying to close the damn right. deal, you know? Sorry, I can't see the phone. So, the sun's in my eyes. I'm oh, sorry, yeah, right? I just uh, uh, <laughs> a four-letter word in there. <laughs> That's right. That also sounds like then it's important to have a good negotiating experienced realtor on your side. What's, what's your phone number if they can get a hold of you? Uh, you can reach me at 512-920-DAVE. DAVE? Yeah. 512-920-DAVE. Yeah. Like so that's I've always wanted my name and my phone number. Yeah. I, never find I it. couldn't believe I could, I could get it. I was at some place years ago that where too. That's I could one, sign yeah. it up and just, yeah, and boom. So what Dave. is it again? One more time. 512-920-DAVE, which is 3283. 3283. Yeah, so. 3283. But it's 920-DAVE. And even yeah. though we're in Austin, it's not 420. It's 920. Yeah, 920. Yeah. Have you got 420-DAVE? If this part of my life, I'm way past the 420. It's 920-DAVE. I like that. That's perfect number. Walk us through that. You get three different offers, Mm -hmm. varying in price. You know, let's just say they're all $1,000 one way or the other. They're all... What's that one thing that you're looking for that stands out besides price? It's not just always the price. And this is what I say. I don't take your blinders off when it just comes to the price. And so let's look at the contract here. So there's about six or seven things on there that will vary. Uh, closing date, the option date, which in Texas, not a lot of people have. Anybody listening outside might not know what the option date is, but that's an unrestricted right to terminate the contract for any reason. Mm-hmm. A lot of times that's seven to 10 days and there's got to be some sort of consideration in there, right? So if it's a hundred bucks and you want to remove the property from uh, the MLS for 10 days to do all your due diligence as the buyer, that's not as advantageous as someone that wants five days, $500, right? Yeah. So in five days, if they, they really decided, want this yeah, property, they I'll do their due diligence, they okay. do their inspections and everything else. It doesn't work out for them. They can cancel. Well, it's not like my person wanted the $500. They wanted the sale. However, it's a nice compensation to remove the property for five days because it does hurt our positioning in the market. When other agents out there see the property go from active to contingent you know, active contingent or to pending as a property right. and then come back as active because everybody, all the other What's agents wrong with think it? that something's wrong with yeah, the what's property. What's wrong with it? Right. And so it's right. the same thing here with Austin is 1.4 uh, months of inventory. They always think too that what days on the market, if we go over like 20 days on the market, it's a stale property in Austin, Texas. Right. You know, it's a tainted <laughs> property. Talking, how many days is that? Yeah, 20. Like 20. Oh, you know? right now though, it's yeah. like, well, why has it been on so long? And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, it's been 21 days. You know, but going yeah, back yeah. to that, it's really kind of goes down to the closing date. It can come down to the title. It can come down to the earnest money. It can come down to a lot of the different decisions. Right. But usually it's always about that option date and how fast you want to get into contract and whether the contingencies you've thrown on here. So you, this person might be offering, 300,000 and this one's at 295 but 300,000 is also asking for $5,000 in closing costs. We kind of want to know why because now we're both at that offer of 295 once we get $5,000 in closing costs, right? And so and then after this, where I base my decisions is I we sell a lot of real estate, you know, in in Austin, Texas, is the relationships that I have is that I know that if I've worked with Troy before and he's the lender, I'm probably going to lean that way if they have my 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 opinion to the seller. That makes would sense. be would be I would rather go with this guy cuz they've got a pre Approved. Approval 
with this guy and these guys over here are using some place I've never heard of out of California that's their local bank. I hope everyone's out there trying because I don't think the investment aspect to be a renter, or, you know, a landlord and things like that is there right now. But I definitely think owning a home, living in it for five years, you're going to make some money. Oh, yeah. You're going you're gonna to build roots. It's better for your family. Statistically, you know, children that grow up in homes have better lives, you know, so everything about owning a home. So don't let the, the fact that the market's hot scare you. Yeah. No, just just have a good agent. Right. You know, like Dave with the Snowburger Realty I appreciate group. that. Thanks for all the knowledge that you've given us today. I hope that our listeners have been paying attention. There'll be a podcast on this if you want to go back and re-listen to it. If you have any questions, reach out to me at loansfromtroy.com. Give me a call at 855-299-HOME or stop by the Facebook at the Home Team 512. Get breaking news and headlines in your email. Email it. Become a talk insider at talk1370.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hello, Austin, Texas. You're listening to The Home Team with Troy and Wyatt, where we bring sports and money together for your education and entertainment. This segment is brought to you by Security National Mortgage, where we finance the American dream by turning houses into homes. If you have any questions about anything you hear today, please reach out to me at loansfromtroy.com or give me a call at 855-299-HOME. You know, and this segment is the, the fun segment for me. It's, it's money. Uh, I love talking money as far as how to help because he has more money than me. well, you know. But I, I, I made it. You know, you, no, I, I made it this thing. It became important to me. Um, I growing up, you know, I grew up in the seventies and you know early eighties, kind of like you know a lot of us here. You know, but not a lot, not a lot apparently. But you know, so looking at the people that did better than other people, I one thing I noticed is that they worked hard and they were diligent about their money. You know, the people that had the nicer stuff back in the 70s, they didn't waste their money, you know? Right. They 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 invested it, they spent it, they saved it. You know, they saved it, they earned it, and they saved it, things like that. And and so that's kind of what I learned from, and that's how I learned about money. I learned by looking and watching. And, and then, of course, you know, they threw me out into the world when I was like 18, and I messed it all up for about the first seven or eight years, and then I, then it became an issue. Weren't and you in the service, though? I did. I joined the military, which was nice because you get a paycheck twice a month, whether you get out bed or not. Right. And uh, you don't really understand how to budget because you always know that money's coming. Um, but getting into the real world, jumping into sales, some months I didn't make a paycheck in the beginning. Sales is a rough one. for yeah, yeah, To start I, off, yeah, it is. I've and been in sales all my life. Whether I own my own company yeah. or whatever, sales, yeah, you're, you're dependent upon uh, your, your next month's sales for your, your, your income. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And so you never, you know, you, you just may not get paid next month. So I had yeah. to learn how to budget and save and things like that. And, you know, once I, you know, been in the sales for a while, things started to steady down. Then I started paying attention to money and stuff like that. And, and one of the things that I did early on is that I bought a house. And, you know, and I would, my first house, I was 20. Six twenty, almost twenty seven years old. Nineteen fifty two. Yeah, it was in the nineties. It was in the nineties. You know, so I bought a house, and then like two years later, I sold it, and they gave me a check for like thirty thousand dollars. And I don't think I, I can't remember, but I don't think I was making much more than that in a year. Like, so like was, you, you cleared thirty thousand. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then that was in the nice 90s. feeling. In yeah. The 90s. yeah. And um, so and then I used that money, paid off all my debt, and all of a sudden from that selling that first house. Now hold on. You didn't do anything fun with that thirty thousand. I didn't. No vacation. No, I paid off no? all my debt. Paid off my vehicle. Not even a night out. Crazy night. I'm sure I, did. I was doing that all the time. Okay, all you right, know. Right. But it was funny because at that point, then all of a sudden, I got a jump start into where I am today. It was selling that first house, 
paying off that debt, looking at realizing every dollar I made now was mine. It wasn't, you know, Mr. Visa or, you know, Mr. MasterCard. It, that's They owned all my money back sure, then, sure. you know, or, you know, I was using Ford Motor Credit at the time. So it was Mr. Ford Motor Credit, Mr. Visa, Mr. MasterCard. That Every money bit of money went to them. But that realization that you can actually make money mm-hmm. um, and, and it'd not, be mine and be yours mm-hmm. and you're actually having a little savings um, kind of started you off a little bit. It started me off. And so that's why I, I've, you know, we've been doing this show for, uh, you know, half a year or so. And, and, one of the, and I always talk about this. And the reason why it's important to me is because it changed my life. So I think it's important to help other people change their lives. That's and the, awesome. Yeah. The first thing you need to do is get a house. I mean, it's that simple. You know, we were talking about it earlier today. You know, Dave, Dave with uh, the Snowburger Realty Group is here today. He's a, a huge, huge asset in the real estate area in Austin. He's been doing real estate in Austin for almost 20 years. No. Eight. Almost eight? Okay. Uh, you, you were up. Yeah. Uh, I didn't sell in real estate for 15 years. Yes. Is how I right. always yes. say because I bought my first house about 15 yes. plus years yes. ago. Plus, he's selling plus real estate he owned, a, owned restaurants and, and stuff right. like that. Yes. Right. Huge, yeah. right. So we've been in real estate for a while. But big selling it was, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so great, understands everything. And so, you know, we're talking about it and I, I just, you know, you need to get that first home um, because if you get that first home, you live in it for a few years, you can sell it and then you can jumpstart your own life, you know. But the problem that I see now is that most first time home buyers are in their middle 30s and they need to be in their later 20s, mm-hmm. you know, but they just they just don't want to start. And I, I don't understand why. I can throw a why out mm-hmm. there is that typically they're not un- uneducated in the sense they're uneducated and educated about buying a home. Right. Right. And they don't realize how easily they could do it. Mm-hmm. You know, most people think if you ask them right off the bat, they think you need 20% down now, 20% of 300,000. That's a scary number. Yes, it is. Having savings to come around. Right. However, if you were able to get a 3% loan or a three and a half percent loan, whether you went FHA or conventional, right. So that's more Absolutely. your territory than Absolutely. mine. That that's a little bit different. So if you have a $300,000 home, you know, at 3%, you coming up with, Nine thousand yeah. down. I think they just you have, know, com- they just have commitment issues. Yeah. I think. Yeah, you know, but it's not a it's not a commitment to the home. I, I know what you're. I know where you're going at. But it, what it is, it's a commitment to your life. Fair enough. You know, because you know, right now you live in this house for a few years, and then you decide to move. Yeah. You you have two choices: you can sell this home, or right. you can rent it and let somebody else pay it for you. And and you talked about that on the radio before, right? Mm-hmm. And it. A lot of people are like, oh, rent it. I have to yeah, deal with renters and rent it out. And something goes wrong, I have to go fix it. I don't have a, you know, I'm not very good at fixing things. Uh, there's options to that. There's there's management companies that do that for you. So you don't Absolutely. have to worry about it. And I will not rent my own properties anymore. You won't do it. Won't do it. You're not going to get that phone call at, at, at 2 o'clock in the morning that the uh, AC's <clears throat> out? I did that at first. I'll never do it again. And, and do you do you have you use rentals and things like that yourself? I don't. I do the flipping game mostly gotcha. okay. right now. So we have a couple flips going on. And so we're not holding anything right now, which is kind of silly. However, we're kind of addicted to the, you know, let's bring them in, let's flip them and, and bring them back to, What's to such a hot market, market value. It's right. Fun. So, you know, um, I'm not in the slow game right now of that. Now, do I own property? Yes. yes. But, you know, do I, am I holding them? Yes. yes. More land. More land. Okay. I like oh, land yeah. more than I do properties because I typically don't necessarily care for renting them out myself and we, then you yeah, see where the so. developments are coming too yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so if you yeah. hold well, that land next to that 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 big development what i'm hoping yeah. for is usually like roads coming through you know, <laughs> yeah, I, right, I follow right. the roads a lot right, you know, I, right. I, I follow the counties yeah. and see what they're doing with the roads and if you can see where yeah. they're like the or imminent, imminent are, domain right right yeah, right, yeah right, and just right. kind of like yeah so that's where i want to <laughs> position myself to have right, something one day right. and they come in and they're like hey we're gonna build the next high-rise plot here i'm like okay yeah all right hey Absolutely. I, you know, I might yeah. sell it to you. Meet you at the bank. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. and so and that's 
like you're saying, I think people need to just understand that buying a home is not that scary. Unfortunately, I think that people have been scared by either media, you know, the you know, because when we had the recession in 2008, which hurt a lot of Americans and a lot of these first time homebuyers, it hurt their parents. So they saw this. It was it was, you know, some of it was, uh, you know, bad practices by the mortgage industry. Some of it was, you know. You, you as a as a buyer trying to keep up with the Joneses, you bought a, a $350,000 house when you sure really should have bought a $250,000 house, things like that. So it was a little mixture of everything in there. So we have to, you know, it's not that hard. They, it's, we have actually streamlined it so much now mm-hmm. that, I mean, if you work for a big company, we don't even need your paychecks or your pay stubs, or your W-2s. We just run you through the work number. It gives you as a, a code and boop, where your income is calculated. Nice. You know, so we can do that. Sometimes the appraise, now that the, the uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, who do who manage all of the conventional loans, and conventional loans in the Texas are all loan amounts five hundred and ten or less that meet a certain standard. Um, they've been really monitoring appraisals over the last ten years. We're getting about twenty percent of our uh, loans. We're not even needing an appraisal anymore. We're getting oh, wow. a property inspection waiver, and that Fannie or or Freddie is assuming the risk of the value of the home. You know, and that's saving you know saving you six hundred bucks mm-hmm. right to buy there. a home right there. Yeah. I think oh, – go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to cut in and say just another thing to touch on about buying a home these days is the commitment is uh, – like you said, there's a fear of commitment to that that neighborhood. It's more than the house. Is that am I going to like – I'm new to Austin. We help a lot of people with relocation moving back in or moving into Austin, uh, and we deal a lot with referrals. And so they come in like, well, we don't really want to commit to anything, so we want to rent, and we just kind of put it in perspective. And that, see like, where we want to You move, know, that's yeah. a $2,000 a month rent. I'm being nice. Usually they're a lot right. higher in Austin. Is That's $24,000. You're throwing away just to see. versus if you bought something, even if you didn't love it for a year and it went up it's the average 6%, you know, what's 6% of $300,000, right? Yeah, that's so 18 grand. 18 grand, your house goes up. You, know, you, you probably almost good. bought that back. And if you sign a two-year lease, that's $48,000 you're giving up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. All because of what? You paid pet deposits, you paid all these things, and everything that you, you put down right. uh, just to get into a rental with the first months and last months and everything else, you could have just used as your 3% down and bought something. And I'll tell you what, you know, this is something we've come up with lately, and other realtors do this. However, we, we like to do it is that if you live there for you know a year and you hate it, We'll sell it for free. Yeah. You know, hey, help you buy right. the next one. Because you're not going to hate it because everywhere in Austin's pretty much great. You know, and you know? that's the thing that is, is, I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, well, where is it? You know, I'm, I'm the Northie. So mm-hmm. as long as you put the Northie and the Southie on the right side of the river, they're mm-hmm. going to love where they live. Yep. I mean, it's that simple. Right. I mean, well, I, I, I grew up North. I went South and I actually started liking the South. I, it, it kind of reminds me of old Austin. Mm-hmm. I've lived in um, both and I've, I've found myself back North. I'm, yeah. I'm a Northie. So mm-hmm. I'm one of those people who I've never bought a house. Yeah. I'm 43 years old. I'll go ahead and say it. I've never owned a house. And and, and, and I get why. Because I've always been, I've, I've owned businesses mm-hmm. and I'm single. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you're like, you know, I don't want, I don't want the hassle of having a house and mowing. Single. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Valentine's. I don't want to hear it right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Party of one, right? <laughs> anyway, both of y'all. Um, y'all both have flat tires right now. Um, anyway, long story short is, is, is but, but, but in, in, in knowing Troy and doing this, I, you know, I'm wasting a lot of money. And like what you just said, although it's easier, is it twenty eight thousand dollars easier? But I don't have that money in the bank. I mean, yeah. is, is it? I mean, are my you know is my time worth more than that? Yes, the answer is yes. I'd rather have that money working for me somewhere else. And, and had I had someone tell me that back when I was you know in my twenties and stuff, I, you know, I've been very appreciative mm-hmm. um, because to me it was a hassle to have a house. I had to mow the lawn, I do this and keep it up. 
it was a lot easier to just pay someone you else had to, to be do an all adult. That. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, well, you know, eventually it's hey, all right. Again, like I said, you have four flat tires in the parking lot. Um, but uh, you know, anyway, I'll pass yeah. it on. You know, but that's that. There are some some things owning a home, yes, mowing the yard, stuff like that. You know, that you do need to do. That living in an apartment, you don't. But mm-hmm. I can promise you, no one apartments. Thing. You can lease a house. Yeah, but saying. I'm just saying an apartment. But you know, but if you live in an apartment, but I can promise you, I do one not thing. live with my mother. Okay, how about that? <laughs> You move out. <laughs> it's because we don't have basements here in Austin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, well, when you move out of that apartment, they're not uh, going to give you a check. No, I can yeah. promise you. No, that. that's right. No, in fact, you, you, you most time they'll, they'll take your deposit and then say you yeah. owe them more, even yes. after you scrub right. the tub and everything right. else. Because I have seen a lot of collections from apartment complexes on credit reports. So yeah. I know they're not giving out checks. Well, I, I'm I am currently looking for a house, so yeah. Yeah, you can thank thank Troy for that yeah. one. And like I said, I hope everyone out there takes advantage of this market because it's there's you know people are scared because it's been going on so long. There's nothing to indicate that the the Austin area economy is going to slow down one bit for the next two plus years. So take advantage of it now. We heard eight to ten years, right? Yeah, yeah. But, I'm just you know I'm two plus years. You can you keep it safe. I yeah, know. I'm yeah, going yeah, out yeah. on a limb here. I'm yeah. just taking a. Eight years are solid. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. and, hey, you've been listening to the Home Team with Troy and Wyatt. I hope you've enjoyed what we've talked about. Go out and buy a house. And if you have any questions, reach out to me at loansfromtroy.com. Give me a call at 855-299-HOME. And we'll be back in just a minute. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Hello, Austin, Texas. You're listening to The Home Team with Troy and Wyatt, where we bring sports and money together for your education and entertainment. If you have any questions about anything you hear today, please reach out to me at loansfromtroy.com. Give me a call at 855-299-HOME or stop by the Facebook and drop us a, a line and give us a like at The Home Team 512. This segment is brought to you by Security National Mortgage, where we turn houses into homes by financing the American dream. And this is the fun part, Wyatt. Dave, you know, we've got Dave Snowberger here from Snowberger Realty Group. Uh, This is the fun part. It's all sports all the time. You know, my favorite, my love outside of my family and my job is UT Sports. UT Sports. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's money than sports. Yeah, yeah. If you don't make money, you can't go to sports. Right. Right. Well, you know. Well, you can't. Maybe I'll sit there at the window. You can sit on the park and smell the food. Yeah, you can sit at the chain link fence. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but, uh, you know, Texas, you know, we have our, you know, CDC, you know, Chris Del Conte came in and said his his idea of a successful athletic program is top 10 in every sport. Um, you know, football, you know, did real well two years ago, kind of last year, but still has a lot of potential. I'm, Baseball's doing real well. Softball. Oh, and don't think, you know, we might be national champions in swimming again. You know, golf's doing really well. Um, but you see him. Yeah, I was about to say you avoided but, all the all the ones, but. That basketball program. Oh, they're already talking about new coach and everything. They're, they're, there's, there's some. They want some heads to roll. He's like twenty and forty five in Big Twelve play. Yeah. See you, Shaka. Yeah, I mean that's that's bad. Yeah, you know, and um, you know, I don't know. I mean, he's a really nice guy. He recruits well. He recruits these big time kids, and then he um, alienates them during that time, and then they leave, and they never reach their full potential. Yeah, you know, and he's been here five full seasons. What's he head? Where was he head coach first? Uh, VCU before this, and he made a Final Four run. Right. You know, so I mean, when he came in, it, so he's he, a high recruit. He, he had yeah. skins on the wall, right. and it would seem like a good thing. And sometimes it works, sometimes yeah. it doesn't. You know, uh, sometimes you hire him to a higher level of incompetency. Yes, well, say. or the Big Twelve basketball, 
you know, landscape is a lot tougher than people think. Mm-hmm. Well, you got some good play, you got some good teams there, Tech. Yeah, Tech and and Baylor's number one. Yeah. Tech, you know, and you got Kansas. So there's three teams. Solid. Like, you know, it's been Kansas for a long time, but here lately, you know, Baylor and um, Tech have be, have been a staple at the top end. Right. And you know, honestly, since uh, you know Shaka took over, Texas has not. But before then, when Rick Barnes was here, Texas stayed at that top range. In the Big 12. I mean, even speaking back to football, um, it's amazing that they have the number one recruiting class in all the Big 12. Mm -hmm. Even though Oklahoma was a lot better on the year than they were. Just imagine if they have a winning year with their recruiting class. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, because, you know, you got to think. They they had a top 10 recruiting class for football this year. Nine, yeah. And they had no coordinators. (laughs) They had no offense or defense It's just because of the pure fact that it's a long one. It's the University of Texas and Coach Herman. selling the University of Texas. So there's no reason for a school like this. And I was listening to someone talk about the basketball program, and they said, hey, it's not a blue blood. It's still a top 20 program. It's, it's you know, there's a lot of kids in Texas that play basketball, but for some reason we can't seem to get them. You know, it's a good program, good facilities, you know, good education. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a top 20 program for basketball, but, you know, I mean, we just can't seem to do well. Well, I mean, our swim team's doing good. Yes, I know. <laughs> they always do good. Swim team, baseball, yeah. those, are, those are solid. You, always, you don't even have to report on them. You know they're, you know they're winning. Yeah, the coach for the swim team is going for his fifteenth national championship. Yeah, two two kids that used to work for me um, worked worked for the swim program with Texas, mm-hmm. and they were top notch. I mean, they they've all Texas has always been good. All the swimmers used to come into our bars, and they're all really cool guys. And we've oh. we've met what Aaron Pearsall and oh, like yeah. all these Olympians would come into the bar, yeah. and just uh, it's it's a world class program over there. But that's the way Texas needs to be with every sport. I agree with you guys on yeah, that one. Right. Or I agree with everybody on the outside looking in, say Texas needs to be more. Mm-hmm. You know, you said Shock is a nice guy. Shock is a nice guy, mm-hmm. but is nice guy winning championships? Is mm-hmm. it winning conference titles? Is it winning anything right now? No. Is it helping with recruiting? Probably not. But we always get these things right. It's it's kind of like uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's a football school. Yeah. It's, a, it's a football school. People don't want to play basketball. Well, I mean, uh, I, I, I think they're well rounded. Texas is well rounded enough and has enough money. Yeah, to recruit anybody we at want. The, but at the end of the day, which sport brings in the most money to the school? <clears throat> well, a, underwater basket waving. Yeah, well, is it? Is it? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what. Okay, he just threw it. Quidditch. 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 Yeah, yeah nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. National champion. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's you know, but it, it doesn't bring in. A, it, a lot of money, but it's still it's still pride. It's pride. It's pride. And I'm just, you saying, what, but I'm just you, saying it's hard when, when they put a winning team yeah. out there. They had fans. But, I mean, there are enough people in the city of Austin that will go on a Tuesday night to watch a good basketball team. Mm-hmm. Did you see how many Texas Tech fans were at the Irwin Center on Saturday? Like fifteen thousand. Well, it's hard to fill up that Irwin Center. By well, the way, well, look at the new, so they're, the they're new complex coming in. Yes, you know? and that might help out. We no. can't we can't pay with that for a, a twenty and forty five record. No, but <laughs> but I think I think why we have one of the best swim teams uh, in the nation is because they built the facility for it. It was one of the the, the most top notch um, technology. Because when I was younger, we used to swim team. We used to swim there at the Texas mm-hmm. yeah. uh, swim center, yeah. um, and it was known. So you have to build it, and then they'll come. So yeah, hey, so build a nice facility, and we might get a better basketball team. You know. Saying. I, 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 I'm going to have to disagree. Do you? Nice you know, because, well, no, no, no because the, the tennis team just won a national championship, and they don't even—they didn't even have a facility okay, until last year. Are we, we're really pulling out there, aren't we? Did <laughs> so, you pull out tennis? Hey, well, you know, tennis just beat Georgia for the first time since, like, I don't know, the 50s or 60s. In a, now, is in this a, table tennis, or is this— uh, Tennis, tennis, dog. Okay, tennis, tennis. <laughs> okay, all right. Ping pong. Ping pong. Ping pong. <laughs> yeah, so I— you Not know, to offend anybody out there, I like tennis. Sorry. I, yeah, well, you know, my, my 17-year-old— 
know, he loves tennis. I, loves yeah. it. Yeah. 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 He should be a left tackle, but he loves tennis. Loves it. All right. So uh, I saw not a lot about tennis, but yeah, Texas just beat Georgia, so they're going. They won national championship last year, and you know a lot of, like I said, there's just there's just no reason for the basketball program to be where it's at. I agree. Plain and simple, it's yeah. got to be coaching. It's Longhorns. Yeah. It, they, they get people just because we're Longhorns. You know, and in my opinion, if they do not move on from Shaka Smart this year, it's because they don't want to waste the money, because you know they have a big buyout, oh. and that's kind of sad. Uh, so they just have to let that one ride out. Yeah. They, they, they've proven in the past they're not afraid to, to do the big buyouts. Yeah. You so, know, they're not that afraid of that. If, if something worthy comes along. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and there's plenty. I mean, there's there's a lot of options. Well, out he there. has plenty. So it's one of those things do you double down and then yeah. lose well, again. Well, they have the mindset from the AD right. down that it's a football yeah. school. I mean, if the AD down and just everybody thinks it's a football school, yeah, they might not invest. Uh, money but to be quite that. honest, to be quite honest, I don't think that you're far off the truth with that because they're going to put more money into the football program. Because mm-hmm. it makes, I mean, you know, a hundredfold more. Oh, at least. least. And at the, least. the deal along with Longhorn Network, you know, yeah. set that school up for quite some time. Yeah. Right. 25 million Cin- a year Cin- or something Cynthia like Aggie's that. packing. Yeah. Well, you know, you know uh, it's, good, so good that being said. <laughs> now, this is that the agricultural medicine or mechanics talking about radio station. So oh, we, have, oops. we have to be polite about uh, the, yeah. you know. Hey, both my parents went to A&M, just FYI. I grew up, hey, it's a good school. So, hey. But anyway, back to back to Herman, talking about coaches. If he doesn't pull it off this year, what happens to him? Oh, no, it's all on him this year. Because that, 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 now, that one's a quick pull. Yes. They, they'll pay the money yeah. to get rid of him, yeah. I think. But it, it, in my opinion, he's proven that he can recruit, build a team, put and put pizzazz into the program. He's done that. But we've already discussed that some of that, yeah. just because you're, you're, you're the Longhorns, you get recruits yeah. anyway. Yeah. So. And so, but he's brought in a top-notch, top-notch defensive coordinator, in my opinion. So I'm really excited about Chris Ash. He's done really well everywhere he's been defensive-wise. He was a head coach at Rutgers. It didn't work out. That's a, I don't think that's something that you can you can use to— It didn't work yeah. out, though, but why not? I'm just saying. Some coaches aren't meant to be head coaches. Mm-hmm. They're meant to be defensive coordinators. coordinators. I mean, you know, and this one brings up a lot of— You know, Charlie Strong, an amazing defensive coordinator. He has now had two stops, and he's not a very good— Head coach, plain and right, simple. Right. He came here, rebuild didn't work. He went to USF. He didn't have to rebuild. It was a ten and two team, turned it down to a five and seventeen. So he's just not a good head coach, but he's a great coordinator, Def- defensive coordinator. You know, and I feel the same with Ash. I think now he knows that he's he's not a good head coach, so he's coming back to either hone his skills to try again, or he'll be a good defensive coordinator for us for quite a while. Right. So I'm really excited about that. The offense last year was a top seventeen offense, if I remember correctly. But they they disappeared at crucial points of the game. So they it was and that's play calling in my opinion. If you're a top seventeen and you oh, yeah, and no. you know you you know what I'm saying. So you have a good system, you have a good program, but you don't win a lot of games is because you don't call the right play at the right time. Execution. Well, you know? that that was a big I think a big thing for LSU is they that offense coordinator they had. Yeah. And so, you know, it's real exciting. So now we've got a guy that knows how to call plays, has done very well at it, has been at uh, two big schools. He was at Oklahoma State. He was at Ohio State. So he understands the Big 12. You know, uh, he's been phenomenal. So you're sick. I'm really excited, guys. I mean, I I hate to do this in, in February, but gosh, man. I'm just glad you are so we don't have to put up with your your, your grumpiness for the rest of the year. Yeah. yeah I mean, this could be this could be this could be the year because you have to think we have a senior quarterback got some good talent we've got i mean we're returning seven offensive starters nine defensive starters um what about this third string quarterback that ended up getting scholarship for being a running back yeah that's an amazing story you know, by the way yeah yeah and so you know we've got roshan we got a great depth in running back now all of a sudden we've got four 
great running backs. We got one who was a quarterback, but he's amazing. We've got Keontae Ingram, who's a junior. He should be healthy and strong. And then we got the B. And then we got Bijan, who is probably. You think he'll start? He was not the first day, but he'll be. Unless he, in, in practice, just yeah. blows him out. Yeah, you know, the, the nuances of the pass protection is very hard in college compared to high school. And it just takes him a while to figure that mm-hmm. out. But I think he'll be able to come in and he'll be an impact player. Um, I don't think he'll be a starter. I mean, I think Keontae's going to be big, strong. We, he's proven the second half of this season that when he's healthy, he's a he's a he's a top notch running back. Fair enough. Yeah. So I, we'll, we'll see. I mean, that's why we get to play. I just the can't game. wait to see Bijan you know? play. I want to see. I want to see if he yeah. if he comes through with everything, all the hype. And you know, and it's like I said, next year sets up really well because you know we're getting we're getting the the LSU exactly how they got us this year as in they they've lost a bunch of starters they've lost their coordinators they're kind of in turmoil they lost that offensive coordinator yes they're in turmoil so we get them second game of the season before they get their feet underneath them so they may be three or four games in before they're good and ready and so so that's exciting for us and then you got to think Oklahoma does not finally have a, a Heisman ca- candidate transfer at their quarterback helm so now that, you know <laughs> so now we get to see what Riley yeah, can do right? with his own homegrown you know Oklahoma State had some issues you know it's it's boy did they have some issues it's really, it's really a good time um, so you, for the Longhorns. Look at me. See here, I get. Yeah, you get I know. Me, you get almost out, out of time. Yes. I was going to say issues. Yes. with Ohio State, but we'll have to talk yeah. about that another time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you know, if you're a Longhorn fan, you know, be excited. You've been listening to the home team with Troy and Wyatt. We hope you've enjoyed what you've heard today, of course. And thank you so much, Dave Snowberger of Snowberger Realty, for being here today. If you have any questions, reach out to me at loansfromtroy.com or give me a call at eight five five two nine nine home. And we'll see you next week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.